Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, Mr. Ainsley Bowden from Season Gaming's number two podcast, The Big Cast. <laughs> What's happening, everyone? Good to be here. Uh, I am rather miserable with a half fractured foot right now but i'm hanging out doing well we've got coffee we've got liquor so it, it should be a fun show oh my gosh you're doing a little are you mixing them is this like a special drink you got two separate cups two separate cups this although this is a vodka infused with coffee so oh that's fancy for those of you who don't know how did you break your foot uh, i took a slap shot i play ice hockey and took a slap shot to the side of my leg Ooh, and that really that's what did you in Hard shot. Oh, you really are Puck. getting feeble. <laughs> Pucks are hard. <laughs> you ever taken a slap shot? Don't so feel was, good. So it was the puck that, not like the guy's stick, but the puck is what hit you. No, I was standing in front of the goalie, and our defenseman took the shot, and it just—it was my fault because when you play hockey, all your protections in the front, right? So you're mm -hmm. supposed to face the puck, and I was standing sideways, and it hit me right on the side of the leg in the little gap in the skate, and I had to leave the game, and now I'm dealing with a multi-week injury which is just did awesome. you cry did you did you cry a little, a little bit? bit yeah i cried a little bit i tried not did to you... show it though man i tried to be strong <laughs> does your wife go to the games uh she's been to some she doesn't go to all of them no i just think it was taking the shot and he's just like oh fiddlesticks <laughs> <laughs> see i wanted to be like i'm trying to impress my wife and she's like you're so tough but if she's not there it's like uh no nah. uh no i uh yeah, yeah they <laughs> Ainsley James, not again. My wife knows, like, I've been hurt so many times playing hockey over there. She just knows. Like, I, I went back to the locker room, started to get changed. I text her, and I said, uh, took a shot, can't walk. I have to leave the game, be home soon. And uh, she just laughs because there's been many texts where I'm like, I can't drive, I can't walk, I can't move. I think I broke my ribs again. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, let us introduce our third panelist, the one and only Joseph Moran, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, fresh here after recovering an episode, not recovering, re-recording, because that's what he does. He's here for you, dear listeners. That's right. Joseph Moran, welcome. How are you? Uh, honestly, you know when you come out from a second recording, like, that was the, that was the take. Yeah. <laughs> that was the take. Yeah. This episode, really good. Because it kind of said some frustrations that I've had over some conversations we've been having as a quote unquote community on Twitter mm -hmm. and um, the gaming yeah, community or, or trophy gaming community. community. Okay, gaming okay. community. Gotcha. My community's fantastic. Yeah, you know. So what happened? I, I like you just that. had one of those damn technical hiccups where your recording got lost or something. Yeah. So what happened was uh, Kyle dropped all of a sudden. He lost internet. Yeah, and he dropped from the Zen uh, Casher call, and then the Zen Casher call got corrupted because of that. Oh, man. so half of the episode existed, but the other half, no dice. That's that's interesting. That's the first time I've heard of that happening with Zen Casher. Same. There Usually was a way service to, like for podcasts. Very good. For three hosts. Yeah, very good. Uh, there was a way to record it, but there was like seven steps, and I'm like, I don't feel like going over this at 11 o'clock at night so let's just redo this mm -hmm. and uh and that's what we did this week's episode i'm glad we did because you know we talked about that loyalty program and uh you know all that other stuff so yeah that's good mm -hmm. it was a good call at the end of the day 
I'm glad it worked out. I know how much it's frustrating when that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, I was very angry with you. So angry with you. Y'all, the audacity to say trophy room greater and more important than everything. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, what about Cas Co-op, yeah. man? This is where the people are. I'm telling you. And his patrons don't even know what he says about him behind the scenes. You know what I mean? That's the oh, yeah. true crime that's the, right there. That's the <sighs> I know. That's the thing. Hey, guys, can you see now you can actually tell him Hispanic by the tan I've been getting? Yes, I'm getting, I can. I'm getting some. <laughs> you look good. Yeah, the color's back. The you color's can also back. tell that I am not. <laughs> yeah. How, I'm, how am I the vampire of this? Because um, <sighs> yep. I have eyelids. Maybe I started wearing my glasses again because I don't like how the camera picks it up. <laughs> camera picks it up it, i don't Air yeah floats. like i've always had the red the red thing but like i i'm not as pale as my camera makes me that's for sure um sure i am that's for sure are you are you for real i'm real pale yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not tan but like i'm not as white as, as it as it looks i guess um <laughs> so I, like, like i didn't throw my capital is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. i was gonna say from QAnon shaman to you know casper right. the friendly ghost you're somewhere yeah yeah not quite yeah a couple shits yeah all right got it got it got it got it oh man well boys our primary topic today is going to be uh you know determining which is the best studio from each respective first party sony or microsoft uh, we don't count Nintendo because we don't know enough about them. And and but spoiler uh, alert, it's the one that makes Splatoon. That's actually, yeah. That there you go. Uh, did it? There we go. Uh, that's our primary portion of our topic. But I think we really need to get started on the the, the appetizer here. Seventy dollar games. Games? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go? <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this anymore, guys. I'm leaving. I'll see you guys later. Um, yeah, I just I um, gaming's biggest problem. He's out. It's it's done. We got to put a stop to you oh, know the people man. that want ten extra dollars. Yeah. Is my uh, is my Last of Us one copy here yet? It's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> now <laughs> here's the thing. Cheese. Here's the thing. As someone who isn't gonna get that copy for free, personally, uh, I really, I really can't wait. I'm buy, like, I'm buying two copies. Like, that's 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 what's happening. <laughs> can't wait to see it. Oh, and you're muted. Okay. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I Come so on, get it together. To rant about this for a second, right? Like, sure. I was joking. Who was I joking with? I was joking with Eric Jackson on Twitter, and we were like, I don't know how we got onto it. We were like, I wonder if there's car rental fanboys, and we started joking about like Hertz versus Avis versus Enterprise. And yeah. as we were joking through it, you know, about like you paid $48 for that rental, I paid 38 because I have car pass and I don't have to pay for price for things. It's and five dollars more for a hybrid. Yeah, it just sounded <laughs> so absurd, right? And it's like that's the point. That's how stupid these people sound with this stuff. Yeah. And not just $70 games, but all the stuff we joke about. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like if people could just take a minute and pull themselves out of this ridiculous zero percenter pool on social media of the gaming community that matters not at all pull themselves back and examine it how stupid they sound on a daily basis it's it's unbelievable that they can talk about this type of stuff every day of their lives as if it's real business yeah yeah it's it's weird to me like sure there's a there's a discussion point to be had when it first happens but it's been what year two years that we've seen this for how and since the launch of the platforms yeah yeah. it's wild to me and like what what bothers me this is ironic i suppose given that we're on a podcasting show but 
<laughs> you don't need to explain, justify, or announce every little thought about your purchases or every little thought about it. Like, yeah, it games are 70 bucks. Yes, Last of Us has been remade and it's coming out again. But there's a reason. And there's a re- and, and people are buying like, what are you doing? Like, well, I think it's wrong. Don't buy it. Yeah, I think that's it's it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I, hate. I and I hate when people are like that's is that is that your defense? Yeah, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it, don't buy it. <laughs> it's literally the free market, like that determines the price of a product. That's all it is. If people are willing to pay something for a product, that's what companies are going to price it. Period. Yeah. There's no other discussion to be had. You can argue all that all day about the semantics of is it right? Are they, you know, taking consumers? Are their profits already high enough so that they don't have to raise prices? Whatever. Do you think Starbucks needs to charge five dollars for a coffee? No, no. Yep. Do they? Yes, because they're making billions of dollars doing it. You can argue if you want that their coffee is five dollars. You're not accomplishing anything. Just don't buy their coffee. A business Um, can charge what people will pay. Exactly. It's that it's that simple. And I'm not saying that, I, you know, like I said, you can debate about it being right all you want and make a big deal out of it. One, you're not changing anything. Right. And two, it's not that big of a deal. We're not it, it's not something that even uh, necessitates this much discussion Mm-mm. or anywhere remotely. It's just it's strange to me. To me, strange. it's also like the, the only people that are getting crapped on are the people that are making the game. Yeah. Oh, and that's where like people lose the like the conversation is lost to me because all i'm seeing is like one developer who is really passionate about their project being totally just thrown vile by a fan base that is bored like this conversation happened because parasility didn't have a topic to talk about on gamer tag radio and that's why it's out here i group talk i'm just gonna say it that's how this dialogue started and that's then how it a just, lot of avalanched yeah when nobody knows how to how to how to yeah how to curate that that conversation they just go for something that is really easy and Mm -hmm. what has happened is that you see all these i'm gonna just say it toxic folks out there that are bored don't have enough content on their channel to justify anything and so instead of just saying well maybe let's hold off they're like, no, let's jump in on whatever we might think is SEO rich because we're seeing the bigger podcasters talk about it yep. and we're going to talk about it, but yep. we're not going to have a meaningful conversation. And the people in those chats, some of which awesome, most of which are awesome. You're going to have those toxic few. We've mm-hmm. been in, in those, in those shows. Sure. We've seen them happen. We've seen those chats that are not moderated whatsoever mm-hmm. and they get to just throw vile and are encouraged and then do it. And that's why, to me, the, the conversation is like, yeah, we can have a conversation about is The Last of Us Part 1 worth a full price sure. you know, of admission? And then the, the real answer to that is when the game comes out. So the real conversation should be, okay, so if this is a full price title, mm-hmm. what to me would justify that full price? What What is it that Naughty Dog is, 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 is showing us or yet to show us? Mm-hmm. that is worth that full price of of, of you know of, of that product not the 70 dollar argument again and again i'm just i'm tired of it because mm-hmm. you're right luke the companies will charge what people are willing to pay mm-hmm. do i want to play 70 dollars for games no but does sony know <laughs> does 2k know does modern warfare 2 
know that they could come out with like current gen versions of these games at $70 and you're going to buy it because you want to see, you know, Soap McTavish. Right. Yes. Yep. And they know it and you're going to do it. Yep. And every time we have these conversations, people like Matt Piscatella come out and go, guys, they saw how many of you in droves bought your collectors, the deluxe digital deluxe of these games mm-hmm. and said, Hey, let's just up the charge just by another 10 bucks and we'll have wider profit margins. Mm-hmm. Is that morally right? No, but they know they could get away with it. Not, so, I wouldn't even argue it's not, morally wrong. Or, no, know, it's not. Sense. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like there's a line, there is a line yeah. and it's a nebulous line. It's, 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 it's not, something that you can do quantifiably every single time and say like, this is right. This is wrong. But the truth is if people are willing to pay businesses will business, you know, Nintendo has taught us this time and again and again in our, in the content creation space where people are starved for topics because maybe they're making too much content. Maybe they didn't have time to do their research. Maybe they just needed something to talk about. And they fell into that in that space they might forget those lessons that have been learned time and again. And, and Paris is a good example of that. He, the, the mouth ran and then the, the narrative ran away. Um, yeah. And, and I it, think it's go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Well, I, th- I just think it's uh it's a silly thing to discuss because it's not about, it's not about the price tag when we've known the price tag for a generation or for since the beginning of this generation, it is what it is. And games go on sale all the time. Every major service has a discount program in in effect or a subscription service in effect. And you don't need to pay that money to get the story of the last of us. It is available. That's your, if that's your argument. And um, at at the time of this, you could be outspoken on it too, but be respectful. And yeah, if you have an audience guide that audience of, of what your, 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 your point is trying to, you know, be articulate. Because yeah. That, I that, feel like that's what's the, the nuance of it is being lost on so many folks. Shout out to Robert real quick. It's his first time here. I saw him in chat. It's his first time with cast co-op. Hey Rob. Say, what's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, thanks, for thanks for swinging by, man. Sorry about um, Luke. That's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say uh, a minute ago with you, Luke, is um, not to pick on Paris specifically, but just Paris has a big audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when as content creators, audiences grow, in my opinion, anyway, there should come a responsibility to your point, Joe, about being more articulate on how you approach things, because there are companies that listen to him and brands and developers mm-hmm. and publishers and to your point, it's like this trickle down effect of if these uh, content creators like Paris or anyone else for that matter that have a big audience start to say things like this in this tone, in this mm-hmm. narrative, then like you said, there's all these other smaller content creators that'll go, oh, that's working for him. Now mm-hmm. that's what I got to talk about. And it's like, if you set the tone up here and show that you can be this big show that's uh, more professional, more um, kind of uh, eloquent in how you mm-hmm. speak to these topics and not dive into the fanboyish stuff, Um, you're just going to be better off and you're going to help the gaming community as it is. It's almost a detriment to the gaming community when you talk about things the way you did. And then the other point I was going to make to Joe, your point about the last of us is the the other thing that was kind of bugging me specifically about the last of us is a lot of people are just saying, Oh, they've already remastered it. It's another remaster. And it's like, we don't even know what this game is yet. Yes. We know it's last of us one. Right. And we know they've said it's a from the ground up remake. And obviously the, the clips they've shown us, show a stark difference 
But yeah. what we've heard is that this is basically all the way up to the par of Last of Us 2 on the PlayStation 5, the updated engine, the updated combat mechanics. They could add some additional scenes that tie the two together. There could be a lot more that we don't know yet that just that shows the result of this extra work and effort that mm -hmm. would more justify paying for the game again, right? Sure. And yeah. I, I just wish that people would wait until we know exactly what that is because we don't know that. Just saying at this point in time, it's just another remaster is being flippant because you don't Agreed. know. Yeah. You Agreed. don't. You don't know what we've seen is leans to the contrary and you're right like we don't know the content that they're going to put in is this like going to be like a george lucas type of effect where this is like a special edition where you know they put the last of us uh sorry left behind dlc in the game baked in and that mm -hmm. could kind of forgive maybe the lack of factions at the moment who knows uh, or maybe some extra things and some extra scenes that bring some nuance or maybe clarity to last of us part two maybe Mm -hmm. We just don't know yet. It's okay to be skeptical mm -hmm. and question it, but we don't need to make these like weird declarative statements when we haven't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, that is the thing that I am just, you know, when we make these declarative statements, when we have these audiences, you know, there are people that look to, to me for inspiration. That is a really weird thing to take into account that, someone is you're not inspiring i'm not dude i'm <laughs> not like i gave a motive mo like a motivational speech once and half the people left five minutes in so like to me it, it's it's like you have you have to know that you you, you got to bring some nuance to it and bring some some different perspectives or, or just maybe a different tone to the conversation rather than it's like again weird declarative it's just it makes me sad because i i saw so many developers wanting to celebrate that their game went gold and you just had all these fa fanboys just in their mentions being toxic and yeah. it goes back to like my you know my my our good friend sean capri of like well y'all complained about nintendo directs not being great y'all complained about state of plays not being great y'all complained about whatever xbox does not being that great. xbox and yeah. now look they don't even want to do it anymore Right. And, like, and ACG was commenting that uh, some companies are simply moving away from Twitter communications. He said he knows of three that are yeah. that are moving away, like not not indie companies. Right. We're talking about bigger companies. And, and there's it, some that could do well to move away. Others. <laughs> sure. Not. And I don't that's not meant to be a slight look at EA from uh two weeks ago or so when they were like she's a 10 but she'd only play single player games remember when i said as soon as they tweeted that i was like this isn't gonna go well yeah that poor <laughs> intern that, that thought they had gold because they were trying to say hey you want to play with your significant other yeah but when you don't have the context or or somehow some way and then the deserved roasts arrived that is one thing the the, the counterpoint or, or i suppose not the, the the counterpoint but like the other side of that coin would be like these poor santa monica devs uh that are, are making god of wars sequel and people are sending them dick pics and death threats because this because the date's not this or that or because it's on sometime and that's i think it's important when you when Sometimes you, you are too close to the audience. I think it was Steve Jobs that said sometimes the audience doesn't know what they want, or that's a paraphrased version. But 
our yes. conversation is not about just to be clear to anyone that's listening like it's not about this 70 dollars game it's about the meta that comes with communicating with an audience mm-hmm. yeah that's what tends to happen and in the gaming communities are quick to react slow to forgive no quick to react quick to forgive but slow to forget right because mm. we'll all go buy the that that last of us or god of war or next by whatever it is we'll go buy yeah. it immediately and then we'll go after it how many people yeah. are hostile about halo infinite but they play halo infinite right how many destiny fans hate destiny and play every day yep. right you know what i mean exactly. um and so i think commenting on the meta i think is important and the the, the last point that i would like to make on it is sure. if you have an audience big or small three people 300 people 3,000, 30,000. Uh, fr- from from the XCP size all the way up to, to Paris Lily or anyone else. It is important that the creator does what they can to curate that conversation, to moderate that chat room, yes. to clarify statements if something's been misunderstood, and to make points about stopping people in those chats or communities to do so. If I had a Discord, I would I would cite that. But like yeah, it's important to do that because when you have those those audiences of 30 or 300 or whatever. And you have that one or two, one or two usernames down there that that are just spewing uh, negativity or skewing what you're saying. That can take a narrative, and you don't want that to happen, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if that's yeah. what what happened to Paris in the bigger context. I think that's but, what happened. Yeah. You know, we, we curation is important. That was yeah, the meta that I wanted to comment on. Yeah, I, yeah, and you know, I've been on my soapbox about that countless times, so I won't say too much, but. Um, you know, it's something that I really, really focus on for season gaming. And anytime we we hit a growth marker, right, whether it be the site, uh, the big cast, wh- whatever, um, pe- new people in our discord, right, that show up and start chatting with us. Um, there's always an examination from my point of view of who is this person? Not not who is this person, but like, what is this per- how does this person talk about the gaming community, right? And speak about the games, the 11 platforms. And even if you come into the season gaming community and you are a specific platform person, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. we joke with you guys, right? Luke, you have an Xbox show. Joe, you have a PlayStation show. But yeah. we talk about the gaming uh, kind of all platforms as I believe we should, right? That's why we do this show and others. Um, but like my a recent example, I'll, I'll curate this a little better, is we had our anniversary show over at uh on Bigcast and we simulcasted between Hoag's channel and and Season Gaming's channel and we broke 500 concurrent viewers which for Bigcast is astronomical right i mean that's ridiculous yeah. mm-hmm. um there was no there was no commentary in that chat room that was toxic and we had over 500 people watching concurrently um and it that is demonstra- dem- demonstrative excuse me of the audience that you curate for your outlet or your podcast or your channel mm-hmm. or whatever you run in the gaming community. And I think that if if you run a, a show or podcast, everything we just said, if you run something as a content creator and every mm-hmm. time you do that or show up to speak live or comments or feedback and you see a bunch of toxic comments, right, you mm-hmm. should be a little introspective with yourself and say, what am I putting out there? to draw this audience, right? Agree. It shouldn't just be about numbers, right? Have a little right. in, have a little integrity and say if 80% of my audience is here spewing hate and nonsense and and you know, conspiracy theories within the gaming community or or nonsense yeah. rumors, think about what you're putting out there because it's obviously not beneficial. 
Yeah. Agreed. And that, that's why like I take so much pride in in what we do because like we don't we we have very little mod support because it's everybody gets it and everybody's nice to each other and everybody's kind. And to me it is about curating the audience. There are people that you know, when we say like we're we're inclusive to all, we truly mean it. Whether your ideology is different from mine, orientation's different than mine, whatever have you, we're, you're welcomed here as long as you come in with that open mind to different ideas. And yeah. you know, we'll get one star reviews from people saying like, oh, "I didn't like it because you got political." It's like, well, no, I just was a decent human being, and that's <laughs> all, and those reviews make me so proud. Because I know that person's not gonna not there anymore, and yeah, the things exactly. that make me really happy is when I see people that are you know I just had a, an amazing conversation with uh, Jadis von von Metal of like you know, him just thanking me for creating such an amazing and welcoming community, and that, that's yeah. what we're trying to do. It's about building smart. It's about building something slow. You know, it, it's it, it's not even slow. Just building it smart. I see a lot of people that no, are afraid to take stands because they're like, "Oh, I want to kick that person out of the chat," but uh, I don't want to offend them, and or it's yeah, one exactly. less viewer. That's it's the one, one that scares viewer. me. It's one less list, one yeah. less viewer. And that, that's sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Joe, but the, it, it is building smart because you're building yeah. the community that is going to support you through thick and thin because mm -hmm. they know what you truly stand for, right? Yeah. When you when you build cheap and you just kind of say inflammatory things, right? Those people will come and go like that because as soon as you say something that they don't agree with, they're gonna be like, "Nah, I don't care about that person anymore." Yeah. Whereas right. if you build it properly, like you're talking about, and we're we're obviously all trying to do and have done to to varying degrees, mm -hmm. uh, you have those people that know, okay, here's what Ains and Joe and Luke stand for, and here's what their shows stand for, and I know on a week in week out basis, that's what I can expect from that community. And mm -hmm. when they know that, it builds kind of a brand um, brand association, but also um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, where you're loyal, Integrity. loyalty, brand loyalty. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Sinu.com says we just need to respect the art. 100%. Building games yeah. is a, as all developers tell us constantly, it's a incredibly complicated task. And we literally build our content and a portion of our lives around this content, both for content creation, but also enjoyment, right? We all play games on a daily basis for fun. Like, for God's sakes, yeah. respect the people making them. Um, and uh, I'm just going to permanently pin this one, Ains for Press. Thanks, Ben. You don't want that job. Well, let's bro. be that, clear. That, I don't want that job. No, you're 100% <laughs> right. You're 100% right. I, uh... Jimmy, I'll fix all of our problems in a week. I, <laughs> oh, by the I way, really, go ahead. I'm sorry to keep going. Uh, I wanted to comment on this because it's a fair question. Mo says, but why $70? What's the real reason? Because it's not for the devs. And I, I think that is a, a fair point, but a separate discussion, right? Because you're right. We know that there's a lot of developers out there, contractors not getting paid enough, developers that are used and abused in the industry. There's a lot of kind of bad things that happen. And that's that's a larger proponent of a, a free market and capitalistic society of itself. But I, that's not the consumer's responsibility to fix. Right. That is the responsibility. Like if me saying that means if we suddenly say we're not going to pay seventy dollars, so your profits are going to take the devs aren't going to be suddenly be better off. They're going to be worse off because the people at the top are still going to keep the same profits. Right. They're going to take mm -hmm. it out on the lower workers. So. Yeah. 
point being is that's on the responsibility of the workers to demand unions to find better roles you know do all the things that we've talked about a lot of times but and make that's no, happening right now it's happening all over the place which is great yeah. and we can be vocal people like us can be vocal in supporting that and running articles about it and talking about it and we should absolutely be doing that but make no mistake that us just paying 70 dollars is not kind of supporting the devs that's a that's a misnomer that gets thrown around a lot out there um we need to do other things to support the yeah. developers like to me the one thing that i've seen like for example the the last of us remake right a lot of developers going hey i didn't have to crunch on this they seem like they're actually taking notes and listening you know seeing and again because i'm focused on the playstation side this is what i i see it's definitely happened on the microsoft side for a fact but like you're seeing teams go hey we're hiring uh in office and out of office right we're available in 47 states 37 states, all 50 states and canada like you're seeing people working how and where they they want to work you're seeing people take stands against multi-billion dollar corporations and saying no we deserve to be treated better and paid better and we will not work and we will not be silenced until we are and form a union to then actually collective bargain so yeah. you're right Ains. it's not on us to say well if i don't give you this money you know you lose a job or if i do give you this money you need to get paid more it's that that's on that is on the responsibility of or, or that is the conversation between the worker and the employment and if you don't feel valued you go somewhere else and right now not just everywhere but especially in games there are a ton of developers right now a ton of talent that are looking actively everywhere for the best place for them and companies know that there is yep. there is such a need for workers right now that they are willing to do what not a hundred percent but they're willing to do what they can to make sure that they get the most and the best yeah talent. And, and it's a growing market right these workers are existing in a you're a you're a sought after talent in a growing market. There's no better place to be. Um, yep. I've been on both sides of the coin in my career. Um, believe me, you don't want to be disposable, and <laughs> uh, you make a very good career if you make yourself indisposable. Um, uh, so that's a key point. Also, sorry, Luke. Oh, I was just going to put this up. Sorry, I just want to call out Jupiter to say thank you, Jupiter. That's a nice comment. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Um, that was very do. nice. Thank you. I was wondering if you could put Mo's comment up uh, for asking about devs. Uh, uh, this one? He's Yes, that one. He says, don't okay. devs want more people playing through or do they want to sell a certain number? And this is a really interesting question because yeah. Game Pass and subscription models have altered this a bit. And we saw a lot, particularly in the early years of Game Pass and, the, and from time to time now. Again, we talk about responsibility of content creators. The that like game pass is good for devs game pass is bad for devs and it's like well we don't have numbers we don't have evidence i think it's a case-by-case -case, uh piece on this one Matt, mo i don't think you can blindly say they want a sell-through number or they want uh people playing an engagement number because games are monetized so differently and the payouts for different levels are different to to Joe's point about uh, a few moments ago about unionization, and I would argue maybe not even specifically unionization, but the spotlight that is being put onto the working conditions and the deals that are in place. Um, my thought is that people playing your game is is the first 
part. Like you need people to play your game. That's why you see the free to play model exist as it does. That's why you see uh, certain games asking to be on places like game pass or, or the new PlayStation tiers and such. Um, But it is not a definitive. It is this, it is that those are case dependent. Um, But what's telling in all of that is that, Every major player in entertainment, not just games, but like not just Sony, not just Microsoft, but like Netflix, but Amazon, they are desperate to bring people in to to create entertainment content for their service, for their place. And that is that is an element of this. It's not on Undead Labs to worry about how many copies of of State of Decay 3 it sells. The onus is on them to engage and and make their game for their people. You know what I mean? Microsoft will handle the big picture. Because I think that that's telling in, in some ways. Yeah. Did any no, of that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Made perfect sense because uh, it, it, there's it's such a big market nowadays. There's vastly different scenarios for a game, right? You can have that indie developer that launches an early access on Steam. And to them, they can only continue to make the game they want to make if it sells enough because they got to make the money to continue development and continue living, mm-hmm. right? Then you have to your to your latter point. Uh, Luke, we've heard from the developers directly and the head of studios at like in exile, like Brian Fargo and others under Xbox game studios now where they just have the freedom to make what they want to make because Mm -hmm. of, you know, I mean, few companies have the funding Microsoft does. Right. So Xbox has invested hundreds of millions, probably billions of dollars. If you look, obviously, including the acquisitions of saying, all we want you to do is we're going to drive our new mechanism to get games out, which is game pass. And that's engagement, right? If you have so many million players playing your game, then you've created a great game for us because we can sell the service. And that's on the publisher because mm-hmm. Xbox is the publisher at that point, not the developer, right? Yep. So it's it's definitely a mix um, of both. And I think you kind of nailed that well, Luke. Mo's also asking about that $10 extra and if that's going to turn some people away. $10 does not mean the same thing to every person. Um, we often talk like the American market is the only market, but... Uh, you can look at current inflation rates in the United States, which are on the rise. They're over 9% at this point. 10, 10 bucks matters a lot to some and not to others. Um, sure, I'm sure that, that <clears throat> difference turns some away. But I think I think if you want a game, you'll find a way to, to get the game within some boundaries. If we're talking like 120, that might be a little different. But within a within a, an area, uh, a margin of error, I think... It, if you want it, you're going to get it. Like I would pay a hundred dollars for Gotham Knights because right. that's a game, but, but that's what I would do. I'm you know, kidding. I'm not going to hundred bucks for <laughs> bio mutant series X or whatever. Oh, I'm in baby. They got a CE for that or what? what we yeah, doing? I'm sure they do, <laughs> but it, it's a matter of what 10 bucks means to you, what the product means to you. And companies are monitoring that regularly. That's what I was going to say. Luke is again, that it's sadly, and I, I don't say this snarkily Mo, not at all. But that's not for us to decide. The companies, the publishers, right? They have teams of analysts who have run these numbers 80 million different ways. Believe me, because I work with some of them for a major company. And they know what they're going to sell at $70, what they're going to sell at $60, and which one will make them more money. And clearly, the market is telling them that $70 is going to make them more money. So it's probably a case of you may sell 5% less, but you're selling at a 15% more uh, price right a higher price so your roi is higher it is literally that simple yeah 
And as someone who's literally been in those conversations, like been in the room of like, so what do you what do you think you're gonna press your game? What do you think the game's going to rate at? Been in the that those rooms. And it really just comes down to what they think people will come and pay, and pay that price. Um, so yeah, I know that there are people who are like, yeah, so listen, our game's 15 bucks. It's not, it's not lighting the world on fire, but we're passionate about it. We love it. We think 15 bucks at start is going to do great. We're going to be talking about a steam sale at 20%. So we get on the first page. Like those are how the conversations happen. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to like, well, aren't they going to lose customers? It, it is a, it is a fair point because you probably are, but like, take a look at horizon forbidden West that game consistently gets on the top charts every time there's a PlayStation 5 refresh, right? So like people are still buying it because PlayStation knows that you're going to, you're going to play chances are horizon forbidden West modern warfare too. That is a $70 game. When we get to play it, they know they get to charge you $70 because again, you want to play a soap McTavish. They know that the audience will be like, "Eh, all right, whatever. Um, and, and, and buy it because they have been and, and that's really just the way of the beast you may not love it i don't love it but that's just kind of the nature of the thing so those conversations happen and those analysts again you know count the beans and they go that's yeah and we and can it, take that risk because it's 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 a safe one and it, it ties it ties back into our conversation around the the social space that we live in daily right with these conversations mm-hmm. don't matter they're, they're right. dro- we've said this so many times, but they are dropping the bucket to what the actual sales of these games are, right? So when Modern Warfare 2 this fall sells 20 million copies, which it will, um, or more, 20 million copies, you know, a handful of those people are on Twitter yelling about the $70 price. The other 19.9 million are just in your GameStops, in your stores in game in the UK and all over the world on the PlayStation Store and Xbox Store and Steam just clicking the button to buy. That's mm-hmm. all they're doing. They 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 just they're not involved in this conversation. They look at the price of the game. They say Modern Warfare Two. I've got to own that. My friends are playing it. I'm nostalgic about Modern Warfare Two. Whatever the reason is, they want to play it. Again, the price is set. It's seventy bucks. That's your point of entry, at least at launch, right? And if you want to play it at launch, you're going to. And believe me, they're going to pay it. And 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 uh, uh, Activision. I couldn't think of the publisher. Activision knows that, right? So I agree. Is what it is. Look at us having a well like formed conversation. About we so for everyone watching right now, we're nearly 40 minutes into this show, and yeah. we joked prior to the show that we were going to talk about $70 games for about 10 seconds. Yeah, it is. So, but yeah. because we're live, this is the nice thing about being live, right? Yeah. Mo yeah. and others are asking meaningful questions, and we can have a, a real-time discussion about a topic, which is cool. And I would argue that the conversation wasn't so much $70 games the majority of the time, so much as the meta of, of how to handle interaction with the audience. Absolutely. True. Um, Absolutely. True. I, I, oh, I, would, and- I would contend with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I told Sinu I would mention this. He said, and this is an interesting one. So my other point is I just don't like conflating PlayStation Studios with EA, Ubisoft, or heck, even CD Projekt. It's just wrong. So... Um, that's obviously a very stern take, Sainu. But what I would say is that comes down to personal preference, right? If you're the person who loves your your ghost, your horizon, your god of war, your whatever PlayStation first party is giving you, and you love that, absolutely you're obviously going to be more willing to pay a premium for that experience versus something like you might get it out of EA. Whereas yeah. someone else 
I don't know who, but they may they may prefer an EA experience or a Ubisoft experience, Assassin's Creed, what have you, you know. So that that comes down to more personal experience. Um, but again, I think that at the end of the day, if you want to talk about the product offering of a game coming out of one studio versus the other or one publisher versus the other, I think over time, there's an old phrase that cream rises to the top. Yes, I'm old. We know this. Uh, um, cream. It does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had to get back to Casco up for a second there. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that proves true, right? Because if you look at the games that truly are the pinnacle of their genre, be it Witcher 3, be it Last of Us, be it, you know, whatever other game we want to talk about right now. If you look at how those games sell over time, they just they continue to make money for the devs and publishers, right? So that that cream rises over time. Uh, sure. uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, another good example. God of War 2018, good example. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So. Well, gentlemen, let's transition topics, if you don't mind. Uh, I have a no. small exercise for you that'll take about 20 seconds. Do you guys have a pen and paper around you? I can pull up a notepad on my computer. <laughs> That'll work. Luke, That'll this work? is a podcast. This is an audio yeah, format. Yeah, yeah. For Anybody in uh, in the chat is welcome to do this as well. Gentlemen, uh, while I vamp for time, if you would. Vamp write way. Down... Go ahead. Damn, damn it. Uh, <laughs> if you would, write down as many uh, Sony Studios as you can get off the top of your head without looking them up. As many Sony Studios. Uh, if Joe doesn't win studios. this, he should be ashamed. Okay. All right. I'm on it. Hold It'll on. Take about 15 seconds. And I will recap for anybody uh, that, that is listening. It's been a while since we've done Cast Co-op, but we've seen a lot of good news happen and kind of a meta negative topic that we have, but we've seen a lot of good stuff happen. We got God of War's release date. We found out Skull and Bones is real. PlayStation's doing NFTs. No, I'm just kidding. They're not. They're doing a, a reward program, which is cool. <laughs> Haven Studios was acquired by PlayStation. You can have that one for yeah. free, boys. E3 is back. There's been a lot of cool things happening kind of in smaller increments adding up that I think has been pretty neat. Uh, gentlemen, off the top of your head, how many studios did you get in the time that I vamped? Right now, I've I mean, got... I'm, so... I'm at 10. Dang! Okay, Joe? I'm a real slow writer. <laughs> so I got one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight. You both... I don't know if we were supposed to like do a, like, a whatever, but like... It's fun. I was just yeah. thinking of whatever I could think of. That's yeah. that is absolutely fine. Um, I threw together just a couple that I had, and I thought major players. And in my major players, I had Bend, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, Insomniac, and <laughs> I forgot Naughty Dog. Did you forget Naughty Dog? <laughs> Did you really? Well, you were under the gun, like you know. Yeah. It was. It was. You were under the gun, like. So you sure. said. Yeah. You said Ben, Naughty Dog, who? Ben, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, Insomniac, and Santa Monica. I forgot Gorilla too. Good lord. Um, Sony, Sony Santa Monica, too. Ben, Fire Sprite, Nexus, uh, okay. Sony. It's not Sony Japan Studio anymore, but they got merged with someone else. What? Uh, Fire Sprite, Nexus. Do you mean uh, Team Asobi? Thank you. Uh, you Pixel Opus, right? The hell's Pixel Opus? That that's their like small indie team. They made Concrete Genie. They made Concrete Genie. Okay, got it. And, cool, and cool, Haven, cool. you said as well. Yeah. So yep. those are the ones I had. Yep. Okay. I, Joe, I what are we missed? and Naughty Dog. Good lord. Yeah. I kept. I'm still writing. I'm like, I don't need. You yeah, know, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm still writing. Yeah. So I got like off the top of my dome. Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, Santa Monica, Bend, Blue Point, Santa Haven, Punch. Pixel Opus, uh, Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, uh, San Diego Studio, Gorilla, yeah. Fire Sprite, 
a Serbi Malaysia studio, which we don't know what they're up to. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got right now. In my quick list, I had forgotten Sucker Punch entirely. Yeah, Sucker um, Punch. I had them on my list. I forgot to mention it. The the interesting thing that I that I'm coming down to on this one, boys, is which which is the best of these? We started an internal conversation of debating which of the Sony studios is the best, which one makes the best stuff. Uh, mm. Recognizing, of course, that they don't all try to make the same thing. Uh, you know, they're not all going for the same level, but which one does the best work, which is the best. And this came <clears throat> from a discussion that we were having about PlayStation releases this year, uh, specifically, you know, debating the merits of the $70 naughty dog thing versus Santa Monica. And then you could look at like Gran Turismo. So, from your list, if you wouldn't mind, rank them in your top five. I literally rank. just deleted my entire list. Oh, my. Um, oh, like my top five. Oh, what a great top what a, five. What a, okay. Let me let me start my list again. By the way, while we're doing this, the fickle gamer came in. Beautiful comment here. He said, hey, guys, big fan of your content. Currently playing hey. some Halo Infinite MP. Hey, oh, while listening. It's so refreshing to hear honest and positive takes about the gaming industry rather than arguing. Thank you, brother. Appreciate That's it. That's worse. Nice say. Really cool brother, to say. Brother or sister. You said fickle gamer. I don't know what you are. Whoever you are. You're but awesome. cheers to you, fickle. You. And, and I hope you're having fun with Halo Infinite. I uh, We don't all play start. Halo Infinite, but we're on a start, I, Joe and I have been on a hiatus for like a, about two, three weeks, I think. Um, yeah. We were in real hard. Uh, for hey a good bit. Hey, yeah, we've been on a Sea of Thieves kick lately. Yeah, uh, we are, and we've been doing for the most part really well. Yeah, we really have. I'm gonna have we to really wing are. this one, boys. I deleted my whole list, so you're good. Just pick your five favorites and rank them, and don't mess it up. Oh, like, you're tired. Oh, okay. Whatever. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Been the be- no, no, I shouldn't say favorites. The best. There's the nuance best. to that, though, of course, which we'll touch on. That's what the point of the thoughts? podcast. So, I will go first because I've had time on this one okay i've had time on this one uh to me the absolute the absolute best sony studio is santa monica followed Ooh. very closely by insomniac uh and then i would rank uh sucker punch then gorilla and then naughty dog naughty dog would be my fifth wow. which i think is uh the bold take. that's the that's the interesting part because you know i don't like the most of naughty dogs games which is which is scary to say to the internet i will well, hold on right hold now. on hold on you said you said do best not favorite correct yeah i should rephrase i don't think they're as uh nearly as uh clout deserving as they are often given i think you see far more impressive feats done by the other studios than you do naughty dog i think for Na- naughty dog it is a matter of uh, well, hold on. Let me let me save my thought on that one. I don't want to go too far <laughs> just yet. Um, I, but I do not think they are anywhere near the top three. Uh, I think you're crazy. I Wait, you said Naughty Dog? So my my top three are Santa Monica, Insomniac, and Sucker Punch. Um, those were my top three. I would not put Naughty Dog in my top three of of Sony Oof. Studios. Oof. Now, please recognize to anyone that, that is joining us. We are not knocking those studios. This right. is meant to be a fun, well, like, obvious. Yeah. D- debate. Like, it should be very clear. Like, Naughty, as I say, they're not my top three. Naughty Dogs. I play video games. I don't watch movies. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. 
so who wants to go next? Tell me your top three. So top I'll, I'll go. I'll go next, Joe, only because <laughs> I know you. You will have probably the most insight, I would say, of these. You know, because you guys talk about this all the time. Obviously, yep. uh, I have Naughty Dog as number one, <laughs> um, and that is with a big distaste for Last of Us Two. That game insulted me. I don't appreciate it. And I'm still going to pull Neil Druckmann aside when I see him and just have a chat with him. Not violent, not threatening. Just want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I, I think not, Naughty Dog, if you look, it, even if you don't care for the direction of their games, like I don't, Last of Us 2, right? If you look at the sheer quality of what mm-hmm. they produce, it's almost unmatched. Like if you were to say the top five studios in the gaming industry, I think Naughty Dog's on that list. That's just my opinion. Over um, the others. Over so that's your number one. Like, so you're saying that over Santa Monica, over Sucker Punch. Yeah, I think Naughty Dog's number one. Yeah, I, okay. I do. Uh, I would say Insomniac's number two with a caveat a little bit, only because the thing I like about Insomniac is whatever they've put out has been just quality, right? And, and we know that Spider-Man was its own thing. I'm not even a Spider-Man fan. I don't even care for the game, but it's a quality mm-hmm. game, right? miles built on that we know ratchet and clank was quality and i have i think nearly everyone has full confidence that wolverine's going to be awesome um so insomniac's great number three i have blue point and the reason i have blue point there is because the same comment of insomniac they have done no wrong and in yeah. fact i would argue that blue point has done something especially with demon souls that I don't I don't see another remake anywhere in the gaming industry that's as good as Demon Souls. And I'll say that from the rooftops. Because I Demon Souls a remake or a remaster? Remake. remake. It was a remake. Uh, okay. Now people call it a remaster because it has the same kind of mechanics and they didn't change any of the levels per se, but you can't do that in a from game if you know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I still call it a remake uh because so many things Absolutely were updated. Is. But thank you, Joe. Um but Blue Point, just whatever they touch is gold, right? Um, so Sony Santa Monica, I have his fourth. Um, because God of War is so good, it feels like they should be higher, right? But I'm, I'm reflecting on the fact that in the modern PlayStation age, they've given us God of War 2018, and we have Ragnarok coming this fall, which we all presume will be incredible, but we, do, we don't know. But mm-hmm. it's going to be incredible, right? We know. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. but still... It's it's kind of a, a I this is gonna sound negative. I don't mean it that way. It's a one trick pony right now. They 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 make mm-hmm. one game, right? And there's nothing wrong with that because the game's incredible. But they make one game. Whereas I think if you look at Naughty Dog, you look at Insomniac, you look at what Blue Point does. They have talent across multiple genres, across multiple games. And then fifth, I have Gorilla only because Gorilla took a step back from what they had built for like a decade. They created something brand new in Horizon, and it's become literally one of PlayStation's best IPs in a family that has great IPs. Um, And I think Forbidden West, even though I haven't been able to get into it personally, I think it speaks for itself as as quality there. New engine, open world RPG, going from a first person shooter to an open world RPG, not easy to do, and they nailed it. So So question before we go to Joe then. Does it not factor in for you that both their Horizon games were essentially had their thunder stolen? They weren't able to overcome <laughs> the the yeah. mindset of two different games, like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, but ate both of Horizon's lunch. If, if I'm the president of Gorilla, I'm like, what, 
what, what the hell's going on around right? here? Like, this yeah, is yeah. not fair. No, I agree with you. And I think, but I think if you look over, over the past five years since Horizon, the first one released, Zero Dawn, remember I was just saying 10 minutes ago about Cream Rises to the top, right? Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn has continued to sell and have an audience for five years. And mm -hmm. Forbidden West has already shown that it's succeeding at a very high level too. And when they release it on PC, it will sell well again. Um, so uh, I'm pretty confident that despite Thunder Stolen, they're still ranking up there. By the way, not to keep going too long, a couple of people just put in the chat, how the hell did we forget that PlayStation owns Bungie now? Oh, yeah. Jesus Cause, Christ. Because <laughs> Bungie doesn't, because do, Bungie makes a niche game. Like Destiny's oh, super popular, yes. but it, it's its own community now. You know what I mean? It lives yeah. on its own. It's like we're we literally tanks. talked about it this week on the trophy room. It's like it's like these there are like games like you know, like Minecraft. We we forget that it exists. So like when we talk about like the Xbox yeah. side of things, it's like we should kind of bring them up because they're they're so huge, but like they're not in the like the mind's eye of, of us hardcore gamers. So like yeah, they're just their own thing. <laughs> I still don't think of Minecraft as an Xbox thing. I don't even think yeah. about it as an Xbox thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And I and so like it's, it still seems weird. Bungie owned by Sony. Yeah, it does, it does feel weird. Uh, a yeah. couple comments before you go, Joe, real quick. Um, sure. So Gogo points out none of these studios do online at all. And that's true. And that's where PlayStation is changing, right? They're driving towards this conversation could be very different three to four years from now. Um, Will be, so, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, Eric. What's up, Eric? He says Naughty Dog's my number one in all of video games, which is what I was just alluding wow. to. Um, and then there was one other. Uh, Miasma said Elden Ring ran circles around Horizon. Yes, it did. Um, that's facts are facts. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, and then we have a, a bunch of people who gave their rankings as well, Luke, which you can touch on yeah. if you want to. No, I've been I've been reading them. I think it's impressive <laughs> and neat and cool to watch. Yeah, it's very, yeah, everyone has a different thought, which is cool. So, Joe, where are you at, man? Yeah, we. So okay, let's. <laughs> a lot to unpack here, oh, Joe. There's a lot to unpack. For me, I can't believe I haven't. Uh, I think people use that phrase more than I do now. I've slacked. Yeah, yeah I, I have been actually using it way more. Let me <laughs> let me just let's like. That's water. That's water. RTX um, nipped nicks that sound. Oh it. really? Did it? Yeah, oh wow! It. Technology. So let's go with the number one. When I'm thinking, first of first off personal preference this is just the games i've played no no this is the definitive list and wait ready. i thought we said best you guys are confusing me again insomniac insomniac's the best the best i i said it in our private chat and i'll say it here out loud you come to playstation because of naughty dog you stay because insomniac santa monica you like th those are the reasons why you stay to me insomniac they their output in the last few years is insane and even just their output in general when you take a look at all the games that they've made is over the past it's like they never skip a year <laughs> it's 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 nuts so for me when i think of insomniac i think of my middle school years with ratchet and clank and how much i loved loved up your arsenal it's one of my favorite ps2 games. it is my favorite ps2 game when i think of the xbox i actually think of sunset overdrive i really love sunset overdrive and then when i think about them in their playstation four years i am thinking of ratchet and clank again 
God dang, that was a good. Would we call it remake? Who knows? Reimagining. Um, so I love that game. I think about Spider Man. That is my favorite superhero game of all time. And when I think of like Insomniac making off the gate one of the most impressive superhero games that I have played, and it being my favorite, um, just speaks volumes to their talent. You know, I loved what they've done uh, with the latest Ratchet and Clank, Miles Morales. So for me, I just think in pure quality, pure fun, to me, it's it's Insomniac has hit more times than not. Uh, for we should me. note, they re reinvigorated Spider-Man games that had become stagnant, and they changed Spider-Man's suit drastically, and it was accepted by fans because of the game. And that is, to me, very telling because, Ains, if you know nothing, you know that uh, comic book nerds are very picky. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And... We're almost as toxic as the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> so where did you have Richard Insomniac, Hill. Luke? Um, Insomniac was my number two. It was, was my, my number two, two as well. So I think overall, between the three of us, Insomniac has the highest ranking. Yeah. Right. And it was number yeah. yeah. Shout out to Song of the Deep. Do you guys remember that game? Little yes, Metro I, game? I 100 percented it. Yeah, good game. Yes. Bad achievements. Good game. Was that was it, why'd yeah. you bring that up? That was Insomniac. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at their like portfolio right team. now. Yep. Yeah. It was a little team within a team. Yeah. When they tried to do go more independent, they, you know, I think they found it a bit more constricting, especially with like deals with EA. Mm -hmm. They really bogged down some creative ideas that they had, um, which is why they. That's why I love teams like not to get us off track, but that's why I love uh, developers like Insomniac and not just them, but others getting bought or acquired by a studio like PlayStation or Xbox. Right. Because yeah. you're giving a talented team the freedom and the funding to to just make even better stuff for us. Yes, it'll be exclusive on the console front. That's why you play all consoles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you can. If you can, of course. Joe, what about Gorilla for you? Where did Gorilla kind of mark in for you at all? Four. Four, okay. They're uh -huh. they're they're really. Here's the thing. I'm I'm thinking of the lineage. I'm not thinking about the last hit. I'm thinking of lineage. So I liked. I I really like Killzone. I think Killzone One was actually a shooter I really enjoyed. The Halo Killer. The Halo the Halo Killer. <laughs> and I remember playing a lot of local multiplayer with my friends in 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 the basement. So like that, I have a lot of good memories for. But like. After that, Killzone just felt like it, it it tried to be the Halo killer. It never really It literally was. said it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a quote. So and some of the some of like the story beats that they're like they're like like literal space Nazis is like kind of beating you over the head. That's very political. So, you know I don't like politics in my games. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Ooh, I know. <laughs> so rough for you. Um <laughs> translucent man. I am so I apologize. So yeah, like I think they really, when they stepped into Horizon, Horizon's one of my favorite games of all time. It's the reason why Trophy Room exists, all that stuff. That's that's the gorilla I truly know, is the Horizon gorilla. Um, so that's why, to me, gorilla is up there, because where they are right now is is they're doing great work. You could say it's like an Ubisoft like type game, blah, blah, blah. You can water it down where you, where you like, whatever they're in a great position and their universe that they've built is truly remarkable. I can't wait to see what other studios and people have 
in in plan or in store for a gorilla. So that's where I, they they land for me. I I feel like we're we're screwing you up of doing your top five. So I apologize, Joe. But I would okay. assume then if if Insomniac's one and Gorilla's four, my assumption is you're going to say Naughty Dog is two. Nope. Okay. Who's two then? Sucker Punch. I have to do think not about... put Sucker Punch in two. You better. They're better than most of anything. I have to think about lineage. So fun fact, guys. When I was a kid, I was not allowed I'm to play God like of this War. Until you say it. Yeah, what's the what's the studio? I, I'm saying I'm I'm building it up to it. I can't I say like not this allowed, long. I'm old and my neck hurts. I wasn't allowed to play God of War as a kid, and yeah. so I went back to uh, God of War on PlayStation Now, which is not the, the best place if you want to lose half your goddamn game when you're playing it in your save files. Damn it! But. I was so impressed by how well those games actually have aged. Not like, you know, the the, the orgy games or whatever, but like the gameplay itself. Very good action. Pretty damn sound. So to me, when I think of what is the, the track record of these studios, what, what's what's a bad Santa Monica game? God of War Ascension? You know, popular belief is like to even me. Even then, it's not bad. Exactly. Even it's then, good. it's not. Just it's not still, great. Yeah, it's just good. And if you have a just good game, like that's a that's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. So then for them to go, hey, this franchise that we're known and beloved for, we're gonna take that formula that will that you love, we're going to change it dramatically and tell you a story that is totally different than what you're expecting from a God of War, and it's gonna turn out to be a critical masterpiece. Right or, or or darling, so to me, Santa Monica is number two. They're okay. just incredible. I can't wait to see what things they also do outside of God of War. Me now, too. Me too. for me, the next one on the list is Naughty Dog. Okay. Um, I loved Jack Two. I love Jack Three because that was the remember when they that, that was like their Grand Theft Auto clone. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I that? Jack and Dexter, man, they great series. So so good. They I need only to played go back to it. the PSP version of Daxter a hundred times. I love that game. I don't oh, think good. I played that one actually. Yeah. So Jack is great. I was never a big Crash fan, but give respect where yeah. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then to to say, hey, listen, we're gonna take these platformers, these goofy stories, these goofy characters, and we're gonna try to tell something grounded uh, or more grounded. Uh, with with Uncharted, uh, or not grounded, but we're going to tell you an Indiana uh, Jones story in modern day, um, and then also sneak those mechanics that you love from your Jack and your Crash Bandicoot, and evolve them in this this franchise and have it be beloved um, is something that we have to applaud. And then saying, "Hey, listen, this is a cool Indiana Jones story. Great, let's." Let's give you a, a zombie story that y- you haven't seen a video game or tackle. Mm-hmm. Yep. With The Last of Us. I think and, and I <laughs> I I say this with like because I love The Last of Us. I think Last of Us really changed the way that we view a uh, certain games have, like Bioshock. Um, oh my god, there's a one there's one first person shooter that I have not played, but I always hear. I think it's like Insurgency, something like that. No, Spec Ops the Line. Um, and, and, uh, 
and un, or sorry, and Last of Us truly for me Im- impacted me or impacted so many folks of how they tackle storytelling in video games. Yes. And I think the industry took notes of like, oh, we can actually tell some really hard hitting stories in video games and they could be more than what we thought they could be. So that's how I view The Last of Us. So Very, it's, again, it's funny because you're literally going through Naughty Dog's history, which is Jack and Daxter, right? Then we talk about creating the Indiana Jones of video games and Uncharted becoming this massive IP. Didn't create the time. Indiana Jones of video games. Tomb Raider did that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I would fair. say... That's a better way to say it, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, I would say Nathan Drake is more of the Indiana Jones character than yeah. Mark Croft is. But sure. anyway, uh, then they create Last of Us, to your point, of a game that there's personal bias here. I'll get that out of the way right away. But it's one of my favorite games of all time. I've done a 14-minute video on how important that game is to the gaming industry. The Last of Us, the first one. Um, and then whether it doesn't matter where you fall on it, even if you're like me who didn't enjoy the storytelling in it, Last of Us 2 is the most awarded game of all time. It actually passed The Witcher 3 in terms of just outright game awards, right? So yeah. I, I only say all that to say it's kind of funny that we can talk about all that, Joe, and you're pointing all that out while having Naughty Dog third. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Again, That's where I'd like to step in. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite games of all time. And and let me also preface this too. Naughty Dog is what got me into PlayStation. Uncharted 2 is the thing that made me go. How good is that damn game, man? Good Lord. It's so good. So good. Luke's going to have an opinion in a second. We're going (laughs) to laugh him out of the room. But like those those games are the reason why I got into PlayStation. Insomniac, Santa Monica, Sucker Punch are the reason why I stay. I agree. I I agree with that logic. I do think that that is a sound thing. People show up to PlayStation for a game for the Naughty Dog esque, and then they realize how inviting some of those other games are. My biggest problem with Naughty Dog, and and why I cannot in any way, shape, or form put it in anywhere close to my top three boys, their games are not fun. Driven, <laughs> and I mean this. Stick with me because I have I played through several of the Uncharted. I, I bailed on three about. <laughs> I, I bailed on three about halfway through, but but it just doesn't click at the time, right? That's we'll put a link in chat. Time. It's just going to be me and Joe. Just jump over there with no, us. The Last of Us, and the, specifically the Last of Us Two, they're not fun. They are well written. They are beautiful. They are well animated. They are impressive, but they're not fun. You Actually, don't play I, it and feel. I, let me, let me finish the point. Yeah, of course. So, so the, the spirit of my statement's not gone. Yep. You play Uncharted and you get beautiful worlds. You get to do these extraordinary things and feel good about what you're doing. I mean, you're mowing down a couple hundred people and they, they always kind of ignore that part about Drake. But like you play an insomniac game and you're you're suddenly you're Spider-Man. Suddenly you're doing amazing things. You're a samurai. You're doing these. You're saving stuff in The Last of Us specifically too, but in, in both. It's horrific from start to finish. The world doesn't get better because of you. Neil Druckmann and his dad issues are screaming at you the entire time. Hey, and it's we don't just need to dissect his mental awful. state here. Leave him alone. <laughs> it, it, it oh, no, you have a great father. Specifically, great father figure. Specifically in two, desperate for an editor. And because the games were not fun, that's fair. I 
have a hard time putting it up there. I can take nothing away from the likely deserve it awards for like sound design, character animation, all of the things that make a a game uh, brilliant, like technologically, right? But there was very little fun. And that is the part that I cannot <laughs> award. Um, I see. I mean, I'm reading some of the comments <laughs> as they come in. No, like, no. Oh, this God. one is especially great because it's a deep cut oh, that most God. people won't get. So Eric says, how can you play the train level in Uncharted 4 and say this is not fun? Luke is off his joy. And if you don't get that, what he's referring to is a little uh, game called We Happy Few, mm -hmm. where everyone took a drug called joy to make them always happy. So yeah. he's mm -hmm. just joking around. Luke is off his joy, which I found hilarious. Sorry. And Uncharted 4 has, has some pretty fun moments, right? For sure. But I'm talking more specifically about The Last of Us. It just it stopped being fun. And that's the bigger thing. Um, get some thicker. I don't even know what that means. So the, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to Super Chats in a second here. So Luke, I was kind of smiling while you were talking because I know we've joked offline about this and not not in a negative way. We, we joke with each other all the time. Um, but it, I think what you're speaking to, right, is very, very clear, the personal preference in games. Um, that you, we've talked about this at length, right? You really, really enjoy superhero games, um games that are kind of action filled and you know you just go around and have fun escapism like yeah 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 which is, i really want to escape the realness yes that's that's awesome and there's nothing wrong with that i think there's a there's obviously a massive audience for that you look no further than Fortnite and sea of thieves and everything we've talked about sure um and i think that's also representative in your personality because we talk offline a lot about like the movies and the shows you like right which mm -hmm. are very similar yeah um someone like me who's dark depressed and has terrible thoughts on a daily basis um, so do i so i want to get away from them <laughs> but, but but the the difference it's just a and i'm saying neither is right neither is wrong it's a sure. personality thing right is that i personally love diving into darkness i love horror movies i love gruesome stuff i love uh the darker i like dc more than marvel because they're darker and more serious tone mm -hmm. and the last of his the last of us excuse me struck such a chord with me because it was willing to go so deep into the relationship between joel and ellie and what that meant in this world gone wrong basically mm -hmm. um and it talked yeah. about loss it talked about depression it talked about losing a child being a father i mean it just it struck so many very very serious chords which and to your to your earlier point right gaming really hadn't kind of touched upon Metal uh, Gear had had some good writing, but the 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 climactic moment of The Last of Us one, that that the un the forced the the no choice moment where you had to do the thing, mm -hmm. um, is the I best is among the best writing I think. It yeah, and I games. and I think it's that that my whole point in all that was it it's really your personal preference, um, yeah. and I yeah. think what you're talking to, which it always is, of course, but you know it really comes down. to Yeah, that. I'm thinking about that scene. I'm like. God damn, it's genius. No, so like we have this like Last of Us is a <laughs> Last of Us is a fun. It's like no, actually, what I think what Last of Us is 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 it's a it's a horror game that for the first time has a good story. Like I love Dead Space a lot. Yeah, it's one of my favorite horror games of all time. I think a lot about how I play The Last of Us and how I play Dead Space is very similar to each other. Like, Last of Us as well, when you just take a look at, like, what you're kind of doing, you could tell that, like, oh, yeah, this guy's favorite game is Resident Evil 4. 
Like mm-hmm. this, you know, he has. I, I feel like for me, not he has. The Last of Us has, to me, what I love about survival horror, which is, um, it is about that research. It is about like finding every little thing in the corner before you go, making every shot count, and being brutal about not just your executions, but what you have to do in order to survive. You know, Dead Space is very, you know, I remember the Dead Space 2 thing of just like, um, you know, don't let your mother watch this game. That type (laughs) of brutality is what I loved about The Last of Us. It felt because the last of us was set on earth instead of this you know the ishimura it felt more i guess intense so it's really the intensity that i love about and i'm just trying to dissect it real time the intensity that i love about horror games in the last of us telling a story that i actually truly care about the broader you know universe or the the broader cast of characters rather than the sole survivor. So that's that's Did why you, I think The Last of Us is is fun. It's a great game, uh, and it's a, it's a fantastic story. It's just I don't think you like the intensity. It sounds it sounds dark and twisted. I realize, but like that to me, what Joe just described, it's fun. That's my fun. Yeah. Really? So so I don't even think the mechanics of the horror. There, no, let me back that up. Some of the mechanics in the horror elements are not fun to me at all. Some of the brick throwing, like it's not great. Bottom, yeah, it's not to me, that doesn't do much for me. Um, there is a scene that I feel very sick about in, from the first Last of Us when the fire is uh, surrounding you, your Ellie, and that guy might have been doing some things to you. It's like suggested he was going to rape you or go through yeah. some sort of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, something was going to be awful there. Yeah, um, That wasn't horror to me. That didn't feel like horror to me. But going through the basements with the clickers, that felt like horror. Um, and to me there's a distinctive difference and i think i think you can trace this back to the fantastical elements i don't want human being it's kind of like the walking dead i like the zombies the zombie parts sometimes like when we got to the scene the the season with negan where it was all yeah yeah he's being monstrous it's like all right man like i don't want humans as monsters kind of the walking dead the zombies or the humans yeah no even like so like going just a little deeper it's kind of like that scene that you allude to in the last of us it's kind of just like alien right like alien is is the same it's not not just being hunted but like you know what makes alien horrific or what uh what i forget the the director uh name why am i forgetting why am i blanking whatever Ridley Scott, what he wanted men to feel was that of of pregnancy, and 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 that you know that the implications that you were talking about as well, uh, but in a through a man's perspective that we for the first time had to feel that way or feel threatened that something that we didn't want was pressed upon us and it was imminent death was soon to follow, you know, <laughs> so that is set in a sci-fi setting and we could jive with that a little bit more because it's alien penis monsters Mm. (laughs) where this one is is more oh damn yeah no they they were gonna eat this chick (laughs) and i think the thing that's that's i guess turns it on its head is that that doesn't happen that person does end up paying the price 
Mm. Yeah, and I, 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 they're dabbling with the cruelty of the real yeah. world, right? And that's what Walking Dead got popular for, is you, you dabble in the cruelty of the real world while simultaneously being in an extreme situation. Mm-hmm. And it shows yep. the, the darkness of human personalities at their core. Um, but this is an amazing conversation. Let me get to these super chats. And then Joe still <laughs> hasn't given his fourth, uh, oh which better God, not be sucker we punch. Not? Yeah, we're not going to get to Xbox today. Yeah. So, yeah, by the way, guys, it's been a fun conversation, but we spent a lot more time than we expected. So yeah. we may break this up and obviously continue this conversation on PlayStation. Maybe next episode we'll talk about Xbox specifically. Yeah. Uh, Eric, gay positive with the 699 Canadian super chat. Thank you, brother. Almost none of the biggest PlayStation IPs of the PS4, PS5 era are tied to IPs from the PS1 and PS2 era. Shows incredible flexibility and growth in Sony Studios, in my opinion. You are 100% correct. And that is a product of the Sean Layden era from the mm-hmm. PlayStation 3 era when he really directed PlayStation to begin to invest heavily into first-party development, which came to its fruition in the PS4 era, as we all know. Which I think you'll see with Microsoft in the latter portions of this. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, we keep hoping. Uh, And then Miasma said, get some thicker socks. 20 pound super chat. It's very generous. Very generous. What does it mean? I think he was talking to you, Luke, when you were talking about the the seriousness of these games not being. Yeah, is that what he's saying? I think he's basically saying grow a thicker skin. Oh, okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So, Um, Miasma, thank you very much for the super chat. Very, very appreciative. Thank you, guys. Yeah, um, we Joe, got a lot of your... other comments on this as well. I've been uh, loving. I've been reading your chats, guys, from from Gogol to Sanu and and whatnot. I've been reading you guys. I love it, love it. Yeah, um, and appreciate the cordialness as well. Yeah. Um, and Diego, he ab- Ains absolutely has bodies. Yeah, he said I'm gaming Dexter. Okay. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, I think Luke, what Last of Us is to you, Midsummer is to me. Because, like, Midsommar is a horror movie that has stuck with me ever since I watched it once. Okay. And it is so unsettling that I can never do it again. Awesome. By the way. It's awesome. It's good. And I understand that. And it's like, it's a masterpiece of horror film. Have you watched Hereditary? I can't do that again. No, I have not. What? All right, we're going to go off. We're going off topic for 60 seconds. Yeah. So, Ari Aster, who's the director of Midsummer, he got famous yeah. for making Hereditary. Hereditary is the yeah. better movie. Okay. Watch Hereditary. And then, once you watch it, watch it again because, <laughs> because <laughs> you catch he plants so much stuff in the movie that you it builds up towards the end that if you watch it a second time, you notice all throughout mm. and you're like, holy shit, this dude's brilliant. But he did Midsummer as his second movie, but Hereditary is his magnum opus still to this. Okay, okay. I, and here's the thing too for me: I'm not a big like horror guy, but horror games are the thing that speak to me more than horror movies. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, just something to consider. And by the way, All not right. to keep on this, but Midsummer, my wife just ordered the director's cut, which is like 30 minutes longer on 4K, and we're gonna watch that. Oh, Jesus Christ! Don't ever get mad at me about about the Snyder cut again. Ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, Midsummer's pretty so, slow too. It's a pretty slow yeah, movie. Uh, a really, I, I, I don't love it. Hereditary's better in my opinion, but yeah. it's still good. So okay, I got Insomniac. I got Santa Monica. I got Naughty Dog, and then I got Gorilla. I gotta give credit where Gorilla, you know, is due. Sure, sure. And I'm gonna throw a curveball. Okay. Shout out to X Dev. 
XDev is the team doing, that works. It sounds like you're trying to throw the, oh, I'm the one that's doing something special, so I can talk about no, that. No, 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 no. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Get It'll lead to something that is 100% on brand. Because of XDev, we got a special game by the likes of Demon's Souls, right? And because of that little game, we got this little ditty called Bloodborne. Oh, Jesus. Will, here we go. Shut up. No, here shut up. we go. frames in all of its glory. He needs 60 when <laughs> he got 30. It's not even 30. It's not even you 30. You could have thrown out. When it's 30, when it's 30. <laughs> so many other. Who made, who made the one with the, oh my gosh, I'm on, Astro. Who made Astro's Playroom? Asobi. Yeah, they, you uh, could have thrown out Asobi. Sony Japan. Yeah, now it's Sony, right? Because now it's Sony. But remember, a lot of those people were let go. It's not uh, not bad. that whole team. But yeah. you could have thrown it. Well, X-Dev. no, it is it is yeah. that team. It's nobody else. <laughs> yeah, um, sucks. So it hurts. That's not your it fist. Hurts. Come on, give us a real fist. No, it's um, it's Sucker Punch. Okay, okay, okay. don't give us a real fist. Never mind. Okay. Forget it. I was Never worried because like Sucker Punch, <laughs> Sucker Punch, kept. Kept uh, that's not a fair statement. I would say PS3 was rough for for Sony. PS3 was rough, yeah. but the infamous games were dope. Then infamous Second Son and and First Light were really good in in the beginning phases of PlayStation Four. Um, I mean, infamous Second Son was a, a launch game. It seemed to really cool effects. Uh, and then to take that and go into Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch is special. It's a good studio. No, God. I will give I will give credit where credit's due for Sucker Punch in that to go. It's very similar to Gorilla, right? They they go from kind of one genre, one type of game, and they create something brand new, a brand new IP, brand new world, brand new characters, brand new gameplay, and they do it extremely well. Um, and I, 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 you know, we've joked about this, right? I think Ghost is a, a very good game. It's not kind of in my top, but there's no doubting that they created something very special um new which is not easy to do and i think in the broader picture it speaks to how playstation supports their first party studios right how they support one another because ghost of tsushima built upon what other companies had done um and it did it very well so would say the best uh ghost of tsushima is ghost of tsushima is I, I I now I have the S tier games. I used to say like this is my favorite game of all time. There's so many of them. Like I got Bloodborne, I got you know, I got Ghost, I got God of War, Last of Us, Halo. Like those games are Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry, Super Mario World. Uh, like those games are like to me. Yeah. Mario kiss. three. Um. Fuck world. You. World. 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 Mario three. World. <laughs> oh, both. I mean. When you're yeah, arguing Mario, yeah, we're, be, we're, be, world, yeah, we're being yeah. Yeah. Now, we're, now you're talking two of the greatest. But Luke, of all time. Luke is like the '80s Coca-Cola to what is like Coca-Cola. He's new, he's new Coke, the Coke classic. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the crystal Pepsi of human beings. I've ever seen one. <laughs> Quite literally, if you look at him. I mean, <laughs> guys, Pepsi stopped riots. Remember that Kardashian commercial? That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is my one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it, I have games that I think about on a weekly basis, and it, it's always Ghost of Tsushima. It is always Bloodborne, and now it's beginning to be Elden Ring. 
It's like these are games that I constantly think of. You saved yourself at the end there because I was about to go in, but yeah, I'm just like, man, that's man, that's a good time. Like every like, I'll just see like a gif. I'm like, I should go back. Like that's how I think it goes to Tsushima. I love its combat. I adore its open world. To me, it's my favorite open world. Uh, I hate to I hate to bring it to you, Ains. I love boxes. I love. Oh, he's gonna say. Uh, oh, oh, I thought he was saying, I was like, what other Sony game? And then I, you were going outside of Sony games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, gotcha. no, no. I, th- I think yeah. in terms of first, I mean, th- how many open worlds do they have? They have Horizon, they have Ghost. God of War is wide linear War is or open. open? World. You, you would world. say it's wide linear? Wide linear? World. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Uncharted's not. So you have two. Yes, when you think about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. I just I love it so much. That's why they're there, and because of oh, days my gone. appreciation Jeez. of that. Days Gone is a bad open world. I could go. Well, Spider Man is. That's fair, Eric. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. We're getting more. We're getting. Yeah, more. Day, Days Gone is technically open world, but it's designed in a way where you have to take certain paths. Um, I could rant about that design all day. <laughs> if Spider Man, I'm sorry. Well, I cut you off. No, you're fine. I was gonna say Days Gone deserves the seven that it has. Maybe it's oh, it's not shoot. that great of a game. I think it's a very it can it can you can find the fun in it for sure, but you have to look. That's the problem. And and with think... other most sunny games, very formulaic. Like right. when we talk about Sony games being formulaic, Days Gone is the product of all their other games, and it's worse than yeah. all of them. The the thing with Spider Man's open world though is like it's very basic, and they had the blueprint of New York. I I would like to see Spider Man to take the same world and then give it more depth, uh, like going into certain buildings or exploring different elements of New I'm York. I'm Spider-Man. The last thing I want to do is be in a building. Your <laughs> point is well taken, but I'm saying as far as an open world, you can only do but so much, so they have to find ways to make it more oh. interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and we went down into the sewers in the PS1 Dreamcast Spider-Man. That was really fun. Um, sure. You, know, you could find ways to do it, but the problem with that open world is that you need those buildings to swing and be Spider-Man. And so we got to find a way on that. One. I think that there certainly could be more interactivity in the world. Like yeah. one of the things when I was, I, I don't have a lot of time in Spider-Man on PS4. I did play it for a few hours. Um, but one of the things was, yeah, the city is like cool looking and you see all the cars and the people and everything, but that's it. It's, it's a background to what's yeah. going on. And it, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it'd be no. nice if you could interact with it more. It got better with miles. Miles improved upon it. Um, okay. and I, and there's still room for improvement for sure. Yeah. Um, I hope Wolverine, yeah. well, we'll see what Wolverine may not be open world. We don't know. Wolverine would be a dope wide linear game. That's going like... to interest me more than Spider-Man just because of the character. I always love Wolverine. So sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, a lot of so those are my top five PlayStation studios. And that's why I think like Xbox is dead. Cause like, what do they have? They have Obsidian. <laughs> they have playground rare. games. Like they have rare, like, uh, like three, four, three, like what have they done with Halo? But like, uh, other than like, Save it for and, like, next you know, show. It, like, there's nothing happening in Halo. Like, what's going on? Like, what's that ring all about? Like, who's Asheron? <laughs> it's, really it's, it's a rip, oh, rip yeah. off of uh, Ring World. Um, I do yeah. want to point out that for all our conversations, Waterworld. Water, water shut World up, John. Now close the show. <laughs> he said an water hour World. fifteen, and you had a hard out, and now you don't. What Waterworld? No, I'm literally recording another show after this, boys. Come on. Okay, so, I gotta go back. I want to point out. <laughs> For all the discussions <laughs> that we've had today, we left out some great studios, and that's cool. Yeah, yes, that's true. Cool. I don't know that we're going to have the same luxury 
or same depth of luxury when we do Xboxes on the next episode. Um, we don't because they're much they they haven't proven themselves yet. Right? Yeah, very Ooh. unproven. Only one studio has proven. Nah, that's not fair. Two. No, um, there's more. There's more than that. But I mean, all the all the new. We ones... just became someone's uh, worst PlayStation podcast with that those comments, boys. <laughs> look, look, you can you can point to Forza and Horizon, and then you can point to to Sea of Thieves now. Well, you yeah, guys we'll are very Sea of Thieves biased, but no, I know that's like a destiny. Yeah. It's a niche. It's 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 its thing, and it's got its community, and it's off to the side. They're doing their own thing, but yeah. like, you know what I mean. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that for for uh, next we'll episode. Save that for next week. Um, Google or, does not like what week. we said. Um, boys, Ains. Yes. What you got coming up, man? Damn, we forgot Housemark. PlayStation owns Housemark too. I know. I was yeah. going to talk about Housemark too, and you guys. Thank you, Duber. We don't have time. Yeah, that's Returnal's a very good. Returnal's studio. awesome. Play it. Um, yeah. yeah so uh, uh, obviously here at Season Gaming, I say that every time, but you can find me Portion Power on Twitter uh, or Ains. Just look that up. Try not to find the girl profiles. I'm the only Ains on there. You can find me quickly. Um, other than that, uh, check out Big Cast every Sunday morning. We're live like this. Uh, great conversation, fun topics. Um, check us out over there. That's been a lot of fun. And then a um, lot of kind of unique content on the channel lately. A lot of growth on the channel. So uh, just check out the overall channel beyond Big Cast and Cast Co-op. There's a lot of other videos you may be interested in, including some uh, patron exclusive content that is kind of timed exclusive. So uh, if you enjoy some of that, you can check us out over there, too. Thank you very much. Chat, you've been awesome tonight, by the way. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, sorry. No, you go. No, uh, my name's Luke. I host uh, the Xbox Expansion Pass. And I had no interview on last week's episode. First one in a while where I didn't have an interview. And I don't think I'm going to have one on this upcoming episode because I needed a break, uh, if I'm being honest. I have a written interview that's going to be sent to Season Gaming at some point over the next few weeks. And then I'll get back to... Uh, having people on XEP, but I just needed to slow down because I've done a lot of them. And uh, Luke, they want to hear about your show, not about your excuses, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, um, you guys can find it on all your podcast services called the Xbox Expansion Pass. Please rate it five stars. It desperately needs it. Um, and uh you can find me at the trophy room of playstation podcast you know where to find me you know all the things you go on google play you go on apple Podcasts. you go on youtube at the trophy room show uh you know next time we talk about all the xbox studios i'm gonna let y'all know why gears of war is better than halo and why coalition is secretly the best xbox studio but coalition that's is an amazing studio but we will cover that yeah it's yeah, not the best but it's up there Oh, they're really good. Oh, they're, oh I, I they really you, are like under. I hope you try to say rare is better than coalition. You better bring something more than a statement because that's going to be a no, that's gonna be an no, easy no. dunk on your head mm -mm. if you try that. No, you actually, so? oh, yes, I know so. See you next episode. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised what I, my favorite Xbox studio is. That's all I'm going to say. Some good ones. Oh, yeah. something dumb. Something dumb. Like Hololens or some shit, I would be really upset. Hololens, it's Mojang Play or whatever. You're like, shut up. It's, it's Mojang. It's Mojang. Um, yeah, Mojang. You know what best. we're doing here. Shut up. And uh, remember that guy with the top hat. We 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 don't talk about him anymore. Anybody, uh, love you all. Uh, keep 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 keep